Have some low-key Halloween fun with us as we talk about some guy's ridiculous list of Halloween candy he doesn't like and a legendary Austin costume shop that's closing its doors for good this year. Plus a bonus story about Verity Goblin. I mean, Noslin. Such as it is. Oh, it's going to be glorious, <laughs> as always. Yeah. I mean, I know we've been, this year, everything about this year has been a little more low-key and weird than compared to past years, because this year has been somewhat of a nightmare, but, so we haven't been able to do things to quite the level to which we are accustomed. Yeah, because I was, I, was I was on hiatus. Yeah. This year, and we've both had so much shit going on. Shit is exactly the right word for it. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been it's been nuts, and you know, having to not uh, be able to do an all the horror episode has been has been really upsetting. But this year, our our Halloween episode is not as huge as mm-hmm. years past. Um, I mean, like last year, last year was such a good one. Pitney and Amelia's spooky stacks. I mean, we, we did kind of shoot our wad last year. We, that, that episode was so damn good. I went back and re-listened to it the other day and God damn it. That was a really, (laughs) really good one. My favorite is still the Halloween records one. That's literally the one I just mentioned. Oh, was that last year? Oh, I thought that was the year before. No, Spooky Stacks. That Spooky was Stacks last is the, is the hell- Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting senile. Only- I swear that was the year before. <laughs> oh. oh my god. No, that's literally last year. Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, uh, you, uh, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going no, to totally double check. You. My brain just can't. I'm going to double my check. My brain just nope, can't go you're- around it. <laughs> You are making me check. You are making me check. Okay. Oh, and while you're looking, speaking of that, I did, I should say dig out like I'm digging out a record, but I dug out as in like I found the file of that spoken word Halloween album that I love so much, you know, the the night in a haunted house and night (gasps) in the graveyard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, you're right. It was two okay, years ago. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> Damn it. No, you're right. Last year was Boo Bitch. Okay. Last year was Boo Bitch. And that's right. Two years ago. Because two years ago was when we did Kitchy Bitchy Christmas and Spooky Stacks. When we did the two okay. records. Oh, yeah. Christmas and Halloween records. That's right. I'm so high up. Yeah, because I dug that out and I was blasting it the other day. You know, and mom oh my was God. kind of walking by and she just stuck her head in the room. It was like, what are you listening to? And she's like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. And it was 
Because it's kind of a weird thing just to listen to for no reason really loud, you know. It is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, okay, so, but but really, if this one doesn't get, you know, listeners, if this one doesn't get you in the Halloween mood as much as other ones, you know, we do have, just go back and listen to yes. the other ones, you know. On on our YouTube channel, um, I, there, there's, there is a playlist that you can, you know, that you can listen to you can go to and i i put all the halloween ones in one playlist you can listen to them all you know anyway but but this one this one will have so we'll you know we're gonna start off by talking about some stuff that's going on this year but then we are going to dive into uh an article that we found about where some asshole is talking about the halloween candy that he thinks uh shouldn't be given out anymore and this guy is a douchebag and we are going to rip him a new we're gonna rip him to shreds and then uh after that um i am going to bid farewell to a magnificent costume shop where i used to Mm -hmm. work lucy in disguise with diamonds because they are closing this year so stay tuned for that but first first uh, we're going to talk about what's going on this year. I, I, I will just quickly say that as soon as we are done recording this episode, I have to immediately uh, get started on a lot of crafting because once again, I have bitten off more than I can chew. I well, you um, are the Halloween lady in your neighborhood. I am. I am. <laughs> and you know, the theme, the theme of this year whether I like it or not, has just been pirates. Everything Uh is about pirates. And um, so this year, this year, all of the skeletons in my front yard will be dressed as pirates. Yay! Um, Pirates. I have pirates. There, some, some will actually, you know, like one in particular will be wearing a, a, a large child's pirate costume. Because skeleton sizes... Uh, adult sizes are way too big for uh, for a skeleton, which is good because child's costumes are way cheaper. Oh, and um, and the rest of them are just going to wear clothes from thrift stores that like like striped pajama pants and shirts and things that I that are piratey enough. And I'm gonna you know they'll they'll have you know swords and I I I got a a skeleton bird. It's like a crow skeleton or a raven but i'm gonna decorate it with um home uh, some scant homemade glitter foam feathers that i'm making so that it will appear to be a parrot skeleton because you can't get a parrot skeleton so my my skeleton pirate will have a skeleton parrot that's cool because you know i i don't i don't go halfway on these things i'm nuts and um I'm going to be ma- the crafts that I'm working on today. I'm going to be making a, a stack, a sort of pyramid shaped stack of, of cannonballs out of styrofoam and glue and black crepe paper. Yay. And, um, I'm going to be turning cardboard boxes into fake wooden boxes out of glue and tissue See, paper. And, and I, you know, I got to say, um, <sighs> At Target this year, this the skeleton animal thing is big, and I know it's, oh my God. Ki- it's kind of becoming big in the past years. 
because you see more and more of it. It started off just as a yeah. few things, but this year it's like at Target, it's insane. They the have, anatomically incorrect animal skeletons really oh yeah, but they annoy me. <laughs> skeleton ravens. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have not one but two styles of skeleton kittens. Kittens. One is oh, a God. regular kitten. One is a crouching kitten in right. skeleton form. There's yeah. skeleton piglets. <gasps> yeah. What? Skeleton piglets is I I can't even like. There's so many. And and you know the the thing that aggravates me the most about those things is that they always have ears and things, and of course. Oh, yes. Well, they do always have ears, which we, You know, yes. ears don't have bones. But they're ident- they make them more identifiable. So, yes, but yes. they are cute. That's why when you find a skull, it's hard to know instantly what animal it is because the things that identify an animal don't have bones. Oh, yeah. But I will say like the ears. skeleton ravens are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, the one I bought is very... Um, weird shaped but that's because i was going for something more parody yeah yeah but they're yeah yeah but it's i've weird, seen like yeah. skeleton fish the, oh, the, the, the mermaid fish, skeletons yeah. are very big which is cool because the the season two for our flag means death is a design of two mermaid skeletons in like a uh yin yang kind oh, of Pisces fabulous. thing and one of them is holding a heart and the other one is holding the spear like blackbeard's uh-huh. uh flag oh well and I so wonder, people gee, i wonder people what that's are, alluding to people <laughs> are using the mermaid skeletons you can buy in the halloween sections of stores to make they're making Halloween wreaths to mimic oh, the, the symbol, the logo for season two. That's fabulous. It's, I, you know, everything comes back to Blackbeard and Steed. Everything. <laughs> that is fabulous. The world revolves around Gentlebeard. Anyway, but yes. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's what I'm all about. What are, what are you up to today? So, <laughs> I although I will say, just on a more mundane level, I've, I, I've, I, for me, I've amped up my Halloween porch decorations a little bit. Good. You know, I've gone from having like a couple strings of battery operated lights and a couple witches to a little bit of fabric, and now this year, you know, we've put uh, blackout blinds on the beams of the porch. Oh, nice. You know, because, you know, I have one of those, you know, those really narrow, short 1950s porches that are like a hallway in front of big windows and the goddamn sun comes in. So we actually put out blackout blinds on the porch. So on, on the blinds, I have all the blinds covered with that, you know, black and white, you know, the spooky fabric that you buy. Right. So those are all covered. All three panels are covered. I have my witches and my ghosts Woo. hanging. And I, I have more lights this year. So it's not, I mean, it's not glamorous, but it's exciting. And I will have, and this is what I'm going into that I'm really doing this year, which is major and cool. Um, I am going to have a whole fake graveyard in my front yard this year. 
Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, my God. And the birth of the graveyard was rather tragic. Well, I guess his birth of graveyards would be, right? Yeah. But the birth of the graveyard was rather tragic in that with the pagan group that I'm associated with, based out of San Antonio, we're doing an online ritual this year, which is unlike anything we've done before, and it's based on a song. This song called Dances in Graveyards by Delta Ray. Delta R-A-E Ray. Okay. They're like a fabulous folk rock band with lots of witchy themes in their music, and they're really fabulous. Very cool. And this song is like a very joyous song about basically dancing in the graveyard, and it starts off, when I die, I don't want to rest in peace. And it's meaning like, I want to have my relatives and my loved ones come visit me so my spirit can dance with them. Right, right. And it's like a really joyous take on, you know, this... uh, Maybe a more somber Samhain, or maybe a more somber Day of the Dead, which is very yeah, which is a which is a good way of celebrating. Yeah, and we yeah. decided we were going to do that because it's joyous, and you know this the, with the news and the wars and everything. The, the, anyway, this world is this year's been shitty. It's even shittier than the pandemic year, as far as I'm concerned. With yeah, everything that's gone on. So we decided to be joyous, but anyway. I spent all this money and we made these costumes. Me and a friend made these costumes. And we had all these big plans that we had to go to this fabulous historical cemetery in Santa Cruz that we were going to film. Well, it didn't happen the first day. And mm-hmm. then it happened. didn't happen the second day. And then the third day it didn't happen because my said friend... Arrived three hours late with no makeup on. Right. And people need to understand, like, you were dressed and ready and made up. And these things take time. And it was like, you know, we need to drive an hour. And, you know, now we have to go in traffic. So we're not doing it. Right. So I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to buy all this fake graveyard stuff. And we're setting up a fake graveyard in the backyard to film it. So I did that. Well, she didn't like it. She thought it was too cheesy. And it's like, well, yes, it's cheesy, but it's all that we have to do right now. Right. Because if we leave now, we're going to drive through five o'clock traffic all the way to Santa Cruz. And then you, it'll be dark and you won't have the film light to film. Dusk and yeah, so we're doing this yep. now. So anyway, it, it didn't get done. But today I'm doing it. In my fit yep. graveyard in the backyard. And it's going to be fabulous. I'm going to dance joyously in the graveyard with my ancestors today. Oh my god. And I think that's a really cool theme. And you know, it's like, I've like done it. so many rituals where they've been motivated by songs or passages and books. And it's weird right. that this, it's just like, this is just by a song and a music video. And we're doing this whole thing. So I think it's really cool. But honestly, inspiration can come from anywhere. And that's that's the cool thing about that kind of shit. And that's the fun thing about 
like modern paganism and that's why and that's why a lot of the people who get really really strict about that shit need to shut the fuck up because they if you're going to be too strict about things that's why religions die oh yeah and we we won't get into it now but i've gotten in arguments with people about how pop my paganism is sometimes yep it's like so, ideas can anyway. come from anywhere it's like well yeah the shit the shit that seems so traditional now it was pop hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So fuck off. Yeah, exactly. You know. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway. Dancing in Graveyards by Delta Ray. Fabulous song. It sounds fabulous good. I'm going to totally look it up. That's awesome. Oh, watch the video because my costume that I made, well, half made, half bought. But I love that coat. Oh, my God. Um, you should wear is, that coat like as a regular coat because it's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a recreation of the lead singer from that video. So watch the video. <gasps> That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. I love it. Oh, let's put a link to the video in the show. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. We can yeah. definitely do that. Absolutely. Let's put a link to the video in the show. Anyway. Very cool. So, Yay. Onward. Onward. <laughs> Halloween. Yay. particularly spooky for our Halloween episode. And when you're talking saints, that's really saying something. I mean, I've already told stories this year that are pretty gruesome and bloody, but I think this one has a little something special. I'd like to introduce you to St. Christina the Astonishing. Back in the 1100s, in what is now Belgium, Christina was an orphaned shepherdess who suffered from seizures. And one day, in her early 20s, she had a really massive seizure that left her unconscious and limp, so much so that everyone thought she was dead. She was put in a coffin, and a funeral was planned, and folks gathered round at the local church. And in the middle of her funeral... Christina flung open the lid of the coffin and jumped right up. And then she looked around at all the people gathered, and that bitch levitated all the way up to the rafters, telling them she couldn't stand the smell down there with all the stinky sin of those people. What is it about saints that fly and their ability to smell sin on people? Y'all remember Joseph of Cupertino? Anyway, when Her Highness comes back down to the smelly, sinful people on the ground, she tells them that, oh yeah, she really did die. And she was given a tour of hell and purgatory and heaven. And God was all, I'm going to let you choose. Stay up here in heaven with us or go back to earth and live a life of charity and suffering. And obviously, she chose the second one. So everyone thinks, 
This chick is a nutbag. Not only did she choose suffering over actual heaven, but she went like maximum strength Mountain Dew extreme level suffering, throwing herself into fires and screaming her head off about the pain, jumping into the lake in the winter, shivering from the cold, running through thorn bushes, letting herself be attacked by dogs, but like praying the whole time and somehow not being visibly harmed by any of it. So was she just nuts? Was she a demon? She would sometimes get locked up in jail because she was acting so wacky, but they would just end up letting her go because she was so utterly obedient and never hurt anyone. And despite all her erratic, dangerous behavior, Christina died peacefully of natural causes at the ripe old age of 74. And apparently, even though there was definitely something saint-ish up with her, and a lot of people went to her for advice and whatnot while she was alive, she's never been officially fully recognized as a saint, even though the church had included her in some liturgical calendars way, way back. It's a whole thing. But people love her crazy ass. And she's cool enough that Nick Cave wrote a song about her. And no matter what, you can't deny that Christina was astonishing. Alright, so, Halloween candy. Ugh. I, I went looking, because, you know, I was thinking about Halloween candy and how... My, my my initial thought was how how weird it is that there's certain types of Halloween candy that I think is weird that still exists. Like those ones that are in like the orange and black wrappers and it's like some kind of weird, almost peanutty, taffy shit. And you still see that and I don't even know what that is or who makes oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like I was thinking about stuff like that. So I thought yeah. I'm going to look and see if there's like an article about weird Halloween candy. That would be fun. I did not expect to find this vile piece of shit article from Mashable. I think... This guy's name is Brian. I, I think his last name might be pronounced Kerber, if it's assuming it's German. I'm assuming oh, it's pronounced yeah, Kerber. But anyway, I think he's a douche and I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> the, to the top 20 worst Halloween candies we need to stop giving out. So, And he actually wrote this last year, but I don't care. I'm sure he still agrees with it and he needs to shut the fuck up. I mean, he starts off... The number one thing on his list is 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 a strong start. So you start off thinking, oh, this is going to be a good list. Oh, and then very guess. quickly, it, it deteriorates into, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Oh, I know. And not only is his tasting candy wrong, but he's an asshole about his tasting candy, yeah. too. Yeah. So, anyway. you know, number one, Necco wafers. I, I mean, I don't think I... Apart from possibly my dad, I can't think of anyone who would argue that Necco wafers are good or worth eating. They taste like ivory soap. I mean, I, I, it's been so long since I've tasted one, but they are the kind of thing that I don't, I don't even know if the different colors 
technically have flavors. They probably have a subtle difference in flavor. Oh, but yeah, they're nasty. They're, they taste like goddamn soap. They're like they're basically like you know licking rocks. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, um, well, yeah, totally on board with him there. Yeah, second is Smarties. I actually really like Smarties, but like I, me too. See, to me, my first thought was when I saw Smarties on the list. Now Smarties, see, he keeps talking about the chalky texture. When I think of Smarties, I think of that tart sourness. And to me, my first thought, and I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out here because I believe that this guy is of the age group that because, you know, spoilers, there is nothing on this list that is Sour Patch Kids. There is nothing on this list that's like Warheads. He apparently doesn't have a problem with things that are super 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 sour. So I think he is of the generation that grew up on Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, like I said, he sounded like a millennial. What did I say? Millennial son of a bitch. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> like I think that if he if he tastes a Smarty and think and all he can think of is chalky texture, then he is missing the sweet tartness. Like he doesn't mention oh, sweet yes. tarts either. I love sweet tarts. But like, oh my god! And the but thing, sweet like tarts said, make my eyes that, twitch because they're too tart for me. The thing I love about Smarties is I love like pulling either end of the little tube and having it do like a little half turn and then put it in your hand and there's something very satisfying. And then I would pick out the colors that I wanted. Right. There's something very satisfying. The unwrapping is half of the joy of the Smarties. The way that they're shaped. They're like little discs, but they have that slight curve to them so that yeah, they... Yeah, the little indentation. So that they yeah. actually fit together mm-hmm. like Pringles. That they actually stack nicely. They're Smarties are adorable. I think Smarties are great. Oh, yeah. So he... Asshole number one for that. Okay, number three, candy buttons. Who gives candy buttons out on Halloween? Nobody does. Because candy buttons are not sanitary. Candy buttons are... Yeah, and they're stupid. And I will agree with him on that. They're stupid. They're a thing of the past. They're a thing of the past, but also no one has ever given them out on Halloween because they're not sanitary. They're not wrapped. They are strips of paper with globs of sugar on them. It's like... Yeah, and that, though, that that's from an era back when sugar was actually a treat. Just, yeah, just eating sugar. Like, getting a sugar cube because was sugar a Yeah. was a treat because sugar was not in everything back when those were invented. Right. Getting a taste of sugar, just straight on sugar, was exciting. Sugar with food coloring in it. So, yeah, that is like, yeah, that that's not even relevant because, yeah. Right. Anyway. And the next two things on the list are candy corn and mellow cream pumpkins. Now, again, straight up sugar. Straight up corn syrup Yeah, but I got to say, I love candy corn. I always have. Yeah, I don't have a problem but I with hate, it. But I hate those pumpkins. The pumpkin, there's, there is something weird. I don't hate them, but I hate them. I think the problem with the pumpkins is that the uh, serving size, shall we say. A candy corn is the exact size for the amount of sugar. Like if you put one candy corn in your mouth, that is a quantity of sugar and corn syrup and whatever to be good. The pumpkin, it's too much. 
Yeah, it's and too I don't, much you know, at once. I don't like those. They're weird. They're squishy. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the pumpkin. It's like they take the idea of a candy corn and they ruin it. But to not like candy corn, I mean, it's un-American. And no one's forcing anyone to eat candy corn. Also, when you get when you get candy corn at Halloween, like he's he's showing a he's showing a giant bag of candy corn. If you got it in your trick or treat bag, you're getting a tiny teeny tiny little bag that probably has eight candy corn in it yeah that's not gonna hurt you just eat the fucking candy corn that's fine yeah but it's right it's, it's a little treat like it's un-american to not like candy it's corn. just a little it's I, just a little sugary treat just enjoy it oh i bet he's a communist and the next thing on the list dum-dums i give dum-dums out dum-dums are so fucking good they're so fucking good they're classic. Everybody likes, they're classic suckers. Everybody likes suckers. And they have some, there are flavors in the bag of dum-dums. The peach dum-dum, it's one of the best candies there is. Oh, to me, the grape, though. To me, the grape. There's there's the cream soda. There's the root beer. There's the peach. And also, do you, do you know what the mystery dum-dum is? Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. The mystery dum-dum is created when the dum-dum machine has to switch from one flavor to another and they oh. don't want to waste any of the yummy dum-dum material. So it is just a combination of one flavor and another and they just wrap it and put the mystery wrapper on it. See, that's fabulous. But it's all, but the mystery is always good because it's always just a combination of two delicious things that you of can't quite put your always good. You yeah, I, do like, I, do, I like the root beer ones. They're so fucking good. Yes. They're so good. And so did, I don't remember, does he not, he, oh, so he doesn't like the dum dum. Right, they're like on the list. He doesn't like anything on the list. And oh, he that's calls right, because on the list he, he, yeah, okay. He calls it bank candy. What does that even mean? It's a bank candy, prove me wrong, sentence with no punctuation in it. Like, that doesn't even mean anything. And then the next thing, Tootsie Rolls. There's nothing wrong with Tootsie Rolls. Oh, my God. Tootsie Rolls are fabulous. They're delicious. Again, the sensory satisfaction of pulling the little ends and watching it do its little partial twist to open it up. Oh, my God. I love Tootsie Rolls. And they're fabulous. It's one of my favorite candies. You know, I bet this asshole shops at Whole Foods and he only buys all natural organic candies made out of sesame. Oh my God. Yes. This, piece, this piece of shit. If Tootsie Rolls weren't so good, why are Tootsie Pops so goddamn good? You are eating all this candy just to get to that delicious Tootsie Roll center. Yeah. What an asshole. And also, Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Roll makes fruit chews. And I swear to God, fruit. Tootsie Roll fruit chews better than Starburst. I oh, you can take that to the fucking bank. I love Starburst. You can take that to the fucking bank. Tootsie Roll fruit chews so goddamn good, and you can get them in the child's play bag at Halloween. But you can also sometimes find them in their own individual bag. I will just say that it's harder to find, but sometimes you can find them. Number eight on the list: hot tamales, and they're like. Yummy cinnamon candies. What's wrong with cinnamon and candies? The thing is, I love those. I think I and I, I thought it was weird that they were including those in Halloween candy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen I them in the Halloween mix. I don't know if they come in little packets, but 
I'm sorry, if, again, if you don't like hot tamales, you're an un-American asshole. You're a fucking communist. Now, because they're good, and if you don't like them, you're lying. And here we have, he's being very specific on this one, banana Laffy Taffy. Like, apparently, he... He doesn't have a problem with Laffy Taffy in general. He just doesn't like banana. And his sentence says, there's just something awful about imitation banana. Now, if I remember, your ex had a particular love for imitation banana. Am I remembering that correctly? I remember he had a thing for it. And I don't remember if it was love or hate, but knowing him... It was probably love. Yeah, I I have a I have a I memory of, of personally him. hate it. I think he probably like you had to separate out all the special banana ones because he loved them. But like, it's like if he just doesn't like a particular flavor, he thinks that it has to be banished from all from all candy bags. It's like so you trade it with someone. You so someone yeah, someone hands out say, laffy taffy I, I and you don't like one of the him. flavors. I hate to agree with this asshole. And the thing about him is I keep thinking, I bet he's hot. But God, he's a pretentious little fuck. Oh, I bet he's not. <laughs> but anyway. Next. I hate to agree with him on something, but I agree with him on that. I hate the banana. I agree with him on that. But it's like, it's still Laffy Taffy. It's like, it comes in like multiple flavors. So there's like one flavor you don't like. So yeah. you just don't eat that one. But Yeah. Number 10, Twizzlers. Who the fuck doesn't like Twizzlers? And here's what he says. It doesn't matter that Twizzlers are strawberry flavored. They're still licorice and licorice is not candy. Excuse me. Twizzlers are not licorice. Twizzlers are strawberry twists. And if you yeah. haven't, if you haven't drunk your soda through a Twizzler... <laughs> You're, what are you, Al-Qaeda? And I guess, I, you know what I think it is? I think he's one of those young people that hate everybody that's older than him. Uh, and he's making fun of everything that's good because of that. That's what I really think. He hates joy. That's what it is. He doesn't like fun. He yes. doesn't like happiness. And wouldn't it be disappointing if we find out who this guy is and he's like our age? Oh my God, that'd be devastated. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure oh, he's not. Hell no. He's like a he's like a pop culture guy who writes at Mashable. Oh, he's I know. totally he's like younger than us. There's no way he's 20, Gen X. You know, he's some twenty something fucking moron. Well, aren't they all? But anyway, <laughs> now now it's like okay, look, I I'm not a fan of Good and Plenty. Good mm. and Plenty is le next on the list. They may mm. look like drugs, but they taste like licorice, and licorice is not mm. candy. But you know what? There are people who like licorice. I have friends who like licorice, but they're still my friends. Oh, yeah, but I got to say. But also, I have never once seen Good good and Plenty in a Halloween bag. No. Not once. But, you know, I got to say, I hate black licorice. And I hate Good and Plenty because of that. But here's the but problem. that's my own personal thing. His article is about... Halloween candy yeah, and he keeps and that's talking not about shit. Halloween. He keeps talking about shit that is that has never been a Halloween candy. Yeah, He's talking about Halloween. movie theater candy. He's talking about movie theater candy. Because what are you going to do? You're going to throw out some good and plenty. I mean, God, if you're going to do that, you may as well, you know, fill, give them a couple lewds when they come by. Oh my God. <laughs> and then Mary Jane's. Which, again, you have to go to specialty stores. To what are those? You have, you have to get that at, like, fucking Cracker Barrel. That's old-timey candy. It's like, um, I think it's like an 
anise flavored, not anus, and like the like that kind of slightly licoricey but better. Um, okay, I'm it's bringing grandma it up candy. Now. It is grandma candy. It's very yeah. I'm bringing it up now because I have it on my phone too. I just haven't been. Uh, let me. You like literally, oh I don't even yeah I don't know what those you are. like literally have to go to an old timey candy store you can get it at places like Cracker Barrel where they sell like blackjack gum you know but just this fact that this asshole no thanks Grandma yeah I'm not losing a tooth today yeah and for the same reason he also doesn't he also doesn't like milk duds for the same reason but yeah but you that know he why doesn't like because... he doesn't like caramel because it's sticky yeah. But I think he's goddamn anti-sugar. I think so, too. Which means he is some organic elite, whole foods worshipping millennial dad. Yeah, I think so, too. He doesn't like, he doesn't like caramel. So this is, it's like, we're, we're getting in, we're getting into the home stretch on this stuff. And this is where you get to the point where you're like, this guy really, really is wrong. Because the next one, we have milk duds. Who the fuck doesn't want... You know, caramel wrapped in chocolate. Who doesn't like that? Everybody <laughs> loves milk duds, and I do. You they you can buy milk duds in the little things that they give out. Yes, sometimes. yeah. They, there, there are, there are, and Halloween they're fabulous. Bags. And this guy is sick and wrong. This guy clearly, he gets the Whole Foods flyers, and he rubs them on his dick, and he <laughs> beats off while he 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 looks at the stevia and the sesame seed ads. Oh my god. That is the only thing cuz he doesn't like anything that's good. He he obviously uses tahini as a lubricant. Oh my god, I bet I bet he is the nom de plume for my organic cousin. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and next thing, next thing on the list, candy necklace. Again, no one has ever given candy necklaces out as Halloween candy. Not once, not ever. It makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, because you'd be That makes no sense. Handing out unwrapped weird things. Yeah. yeah. No, anyway. Next, raisinets. First of all, uh. he didn't even spell raisinets correctly because he can't spell raisin. Yeah, oh, this motherfucker. Oh, this, this. motherfucker. There's nothing, that's the only, that's the best way to eat a raisin. Chocolate covered raisins? And oh, I see, I, because I hate him so much for this, I have to read this quote by him. Because this is how much I hate him, because he's so wrong. Because raisinets are one of my favorite things. They're this so good. motherfucker. He said, raisins aren't good. And covering them in chocolate doesn't change a damn thing. Which sort of piece of shit doesn't like raisins? It's like, even if they're not your favorite, co- covering them in chocolate absolutely does change it. Ra- covering a raisin in chocolate is like the food of the goddamn gods. That's what that is. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. And Werther's? Okay, sure, yeah, old people do like Werther's, but you know what? Old people give Werther's to little kids because little kids want them because they're delicious. And they're good they're because you good. suck on them and they last about five minutes and it's a glorious thing. They're really, I love Werther's. They're really fucking good. And then we get to two things that made me so goddamn mad I almost threw my phone and that is Mounds and uh, Almond Joy. Number 17, Mounds. Coconut has no place in candy. Number 18, Almond Joy. Neither do almonds. Who is this motherfucker? I just don't know. He's Mounds and Almond Joy? Really? 
This guy, I mean, what? What? He's he's obviously living shit. He's living shit. He's oh, he's such such an asshole. Such an asshole. I can't imagine living shit. Mouths like dark chocolate on beautiful, beautiful coconut. Like, cause I have made, I have made like basically the equivalent of like mounds, like sweetened condensed milk mixed with um coconut shredded coconut and then and then encased in beautiful melted dark chocolate i have made that before and it is you'd be hard pressed to find anything more delicious than oh, that oh yeah but let's do some hardcore analysis here of this asshole because okay first of all he says coconut has no place in candy and then neither do almonds but then he complains about everything else before that which is everything candy oh this is too sticky oh this is too sweet oh this is too gooey yeah candy should apparently not have sugar or caramel or or coconut or or and, nuts and or... it's really weird and this is like seven you know mounds and almond joy are really busting my scientifically thought out weak studied hypothesis about this guy being a whole food organic asshole. This pokes holes in in, in that theory because if he was that, he would love coconut and almonds. Right. Like it would be, it would be, but it would be like organically, locally sourced so almonds. I and, think yeah. that this guy is like the equivalent of an atheist who isn't really an atheist who's complaining just to argue for the sake of arguing and fight for the sake of fighting. His opinions probably aren't even real on any of this. I think he's being contrary just to be contrary, just to get clicks. Because he wants yeah. people to share, he wants people to share this article. You know, I think it's just for attention, and none of this is valid because he's obviously sick. I may, I feel like we we may have been sucked into this guy's trap. Yeah. God damn it! Although we're we're, we're in it, about him. we're we're in it, we're in it this far. We're gonna have to go all the way to the end because now we're at oh, number yeah, we're nineteen. Almost done, but it's fabulous. Number nineteen, Lemonhead, perfect for breaking a tooth while enjoying the lovely taste of chemical lemon. Now I will say, Lemonheads aren't my favorite, but if I'm gonna go for that level of sour, Lemonhead's pretty fucking good. I love them. And why would you break your teeth on them, you stupid mother? You're supposed to suck on them. Designed to be chewed because clearly he's too young and stupid to realize that some candies you need to suck on. Exactly, exactly. Because millennials are all about instant gratification, and they there can't you go. understand. There you go. Sometimes you don't need to chew; you need to suck, and that's what millennials need to learn. You need to suck. Millennials need to learn how take to suck that, more. Take that where you will. Edging. That's what millennials need to learn. It's it's not the destination, it's the journey. <laughs> and and the beauty of lemonheads and 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 correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a long time. So lemonheads, if I remember right, 
the outer layer is the most sour part. And as you get in there, it mellows. It gets real sweet in the middle. It, it, yeah. get, it goes from sour to sweet. So like you. Yeah, they're very sweet in the middle. You get rewarded for your patience on a lemon head, which is, which is nice. And that's, that's what I remember about those. And then we have Whoppers. Really? You don't like Whoppers? Malted milk balls are so goddamn good. And then he yes, he does like Whoppers. And then he says he does. It's not the 1950s anymore. Can we please give up malted things that aren't alcohol? Well, aren't you clever? Malted milk balls, Whoppers are so fucking good. Malt that that flavor. They are so good. That chocolate malt flavor. It's like it is. It's like he obviously. I mean, you know, we normally get very angry about people and their goddamn palates. But this guy clearly doesn't have a sophisticated enough palate to appreciate the difference between chocolate and chocolate malt. He doesn't appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he's an asshole. And anyway, I could go on and on about anyway, yeah, he's an asshole. And then okay. and then he adds dots to the end because he's stupid. Uh, I give dots. out dots. Dots is part of, in fact I the picture he uses for I like dots, dots. Yeah, I like the picture dots. he uses for dots is a has a basket that clearly has the child's play Halloween mix dumped in there because I recognize all that fucking candy. Oh, you can see the fruit uh Tootsie Rolls in there. You can see the fruit Tootsie Rolls in that basket. And dots are good. Dots are like, they're like jelly beans, but they're a little stickier. And they're, oh, they're so fucking good. I love dots. Dots are almost hard to explain. They're so fruity and they're so good. But but they are, they're also a thing that you can chew them, but they're almost better if you suck on them. Because, because they're so chewy that like, maybe you want to kind of just kind of slow down a bit. They're nice. They're really, really nice. And I, and this guy's yeah. such an asshole. Like I, you know, I think I really, like I said before, I think he's someone who, who, he just wants to eat Sour Patch Kids. You know, it's like, he's not talking about Pixie Sticks. Like, oh, I know. And it's like, oh, you know, you know, he's into all that 90s candy. Warheads. And, and uh, hello, talking about sugar sticking to your teeth. Oh, he's an asshole. are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <coughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-host Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. I'm going to have to splice in a little funerary music because there there is sadness because... An Austin icon is closing. The store, Lucy in Disguise with Diamonds, will be closing at the end of this year. And I've 
I have mentioned this store before because I worked there for five Halloween seasons uh, back in the 90s. And I, I've mentioned it, I've brought up the store a lot because I have so many stories that are connected to that store. Um, but I've never really talked about what that store is, really. So I wanted to kind of tell y'all what an amazing achievement that store is, even though um, it's closing in part because this city is becoming too goddamn expensive for, you know, artists to live in and for actually cool local businesses to really survive. And so, um, I, I'll, so I'll just say Lucy in Disguise with Diamonds, uh, is a costume and vintage clothing store that opened, uh, it opened up in 1984 by this, this woman named Jenna Radke, just sort of this woman who had a big collection of funky clothes and people just kept, uh, borrowing her clothes and she decided you know, because people always wanted to wear her clothes, so she decided to expand her collection of crazy outfits and turn it into a store. And it sort of turned into this 8,000 square foot vintage and costume shop that I've never seen anything like it before. And everyone, like famous people who would come to town, like they all knew that they should go there. And, and during the time when I worked there, there was a lot of times when, I mean, I, I, I just, I'll just give one example of the day that when I got, when I clocked into work, you know, we got a call that morning. Um, uh, Bob Dylan would like to know if it would be okay if, if he came into shop and we were like, Oh, of course, of course we would, it would be okay if Bob Dylan shopped in the store today. And all day we were, every time we heard the little ding, ding of the, of the door opening, we thought it was Bob Dylan coming in. And, and at no point during that day did Bob Dylan walk in the door, but we were ready. Oh, damn it. I was just going to ask you, did he ever come? Cause I'm sure you would have told me that before. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> the reason why you never heard a story of me meeting Bob Dylan was because he never came in. He did shop there once before. And that was one of the reasons why he wanted to come back was because he had been there once before. You know, I, I have, I, I'm not going to go into too many of those kinds of stories right now because I want to talk about just how, I mean, and people can, people can Google it. There's a lot of online presence about this place, but, and there's some great, like, kind of, like, online walkthroughs and things that I'm hoping still exist after the store closes. But basically, as of August 30th, they've stopped renting stuff. And everything is just for sale and between, you know, the 30th and the end of the year. And they won't be restocking anything. So people are just buying everything in that store until it's empty. That's weird, though, because I so much of their business is rentals for Halloween. I would think they'd want to do one more rental season. But why would they do that? They're trying to get rid of everything. Oh, that's, oh, that's true. That's they, true. They, it's like, what, what yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of coming in and renting that costume for, say, I mean, like, 
the the most expensive rental would be say fifty dollars, and that would be something that would be a really elaborate, expensive costume. And, yeah, and a whole shabunga. And yeah, yeah. Some there are some things that like let's say if you would have rented it for let's say you might have rented it for forty dollars, there's a shot you might get to go in there and buy it for forty dollars and just walk yeah, out and it's yeah. yours. Um, so. And there, there are things like I was, and and it's so weird because looking, looking at stuff now, it's been so long because I worked there in the nineties and there's no one in that store now that was there when I was there. And it's funny to look at like, you know, historical pictures from over the years at Lucy in Disguise and seeing pictures of people that I worked with. Like, oh, there's Mary Jane, there's Billy, there's, you know, there's all these people I used to know. And those people are long, long, long gone, you know. And people who were, like, the epic, awesome employees that were there forever. And, like, I was only seasonal, so I wasn't someone who was, like, you know, one of the great employees. But I was the queen of the party room. But you were there for several years. I was there for five for five years. And yeah. even um, after I left, um, when I wasn't going to go back anymore, I did go back just for the purpose of training the people. I did go back one more time just for one day mm-hmm. to train people because as the queen of the party room, and I actually, there were like, there were because there was one year where this one guy, he just called me dude and he wouldn't, he didn't seem to want to learn my name. So that year I decided, look, uh, if you're not going to call me by my name, you're going to call me your majesty. Uh-huh. And <laughs> that was the year that people just started calling me your majesty. And it was really fun it, to have like in front of customers, like someone ha- needs to ask me a question, another employee and going, um, your majesty, can you help me with this? Uh- that was, I, it was so great. But see, that's fabulous. But like the the party room, I mean, the, this this place to help to help people understand. Like you walk in the door, along the left side when you first walk in is an enormous counter of jewelry, like a wall of uh, earrings, yeah. earrings, necklaces. Um, and when I say earrings, it's like sometimes it's like plastic toys that have been turned into earrings. It's like jewelry. Some of it's vintage jewelry. Some of it is just shit that's been made into jewelry. You know, bolo ties made out of anything you can imagine. Oh, yeah. It's like it's the like weirdest shit. All the way down the side of the store on that side, huh? About well, about halfway back. Yeah. And then, and, but then if you're standing in front of that door, to your right is a bunch of feather boas. And then just past the feather boas is an accessories counter where you can get hosiery and opera gloves and sunglasses and just all kinds of crazy shit. The the floor itself um, is just vintage clothing as far back as you can see. But as you start to walk, things get a little less vintage clothing and more costumey. And yeah, but I liked that it was always curated vintage. It wasn't shit. Yeah, she her her basic business model, and I think it's fair to to say it now because since it's going away if someone wants to take this idea and run with it i think it's not a bad thing to do now that it's going to be gone so someone can take this idea because it's genius um 
if you if you want to go to let's say garage sales and buy ugly polyester 70s clothes for a nickel and then put it into a costume shop and rent it because if it's polyester you can wash it 10,000 times and it's never going to degrade yeah and you can rent it once a week for $10 a pop instead of selling it for $20 and then never seeing it yeah, again. Exactly. So even though, yeah, sure, someone could come in and buy it or you can you can you can put a sale price on it that's so expensive that people won't buy it but have a, a rental price on the ticket so that people will rent it for costume parties and whatever. And this was not a place that was only open at Halloween. This was a year round business. Yeah. And in Austin, there's a lot of, you know, fraternity, sorority parties. There's all kinds of shit going on year round. And people are always oh, looking for. Oh, that's right. Cause they always have their stupid theme parties. Oh yeah. That's right. And I mean, you know, people, college students are so dumb. They think that, you know, the same outfit is going, the same dumb outfit is going to take them to the, for, to the 60s party, to the 70s party, to the pimp and hoe ball, to the, you know, whatever. Oh, they yeah. don't know the difference from one yeah. party to the next. And you're just like, yes, sir, I'll sell you this stupid outfit, you know, because yeah. they don't fucking know what they want. And you just keep selling them. You just keep renting them the same dumb outfit. And they all show up in the same outfit and they don't care because they wear the same outfit every day of their lives anyway yeah. as all their friends. So they don't, That's they don't true. care. And, you know, and I worked in the party room, which was wigs and latex masks and yeah. accessories like plastic swords and hats and things. Mm-hmm. And that was like floor to ceiling, like an, like an old, old storefront with really, really high ceilings. Yeah, but wigs, you're not talking 10 wigs, you're talking like... Hundreds and hundreds of wigs. wigs. Yeah. Oh my God. And some of the wigs yes, were quality wigs. enough that that they could be laundered, so we would rent them and then they would come back. Yes, and I was the, I was wigs. one of the only people that cared enough to condition yeah. the wigs and brush them out and restyle them before I put them away. Um, and we also had floor to ceiling rolling ladders to get to the hats oh, and masks that were up at the ceiling. Yep. And yep. I have a great fear of heights and I would be bruised on my legs and arms because I would crawl, crawl up there and have to like shove my arms through and toss masks and hats down to people at the floor level. It was, um, when you're in your twenties and you can be on your feet for like a 10 hour shift, uh, it was the best job I could have. Yeah. I loved it so much. And I would work yeah. like 12, 10, 12 hour shifts sometimes during Halloween. And it was just, it was so the amount of creativity you could have, Yeah, you know, and I, and, and on and Halloween that... I could show up in my Gene Simmons costume and people would be like, well, where do you get a costume like that? And I'm like, you spend three months making it. That's how you get a costume yeah, like three this. Three months in about, I don't know, five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know. you, you, or now it would be a thousand. Yeah, but, you I have know. no idea how much. Actually, it would have been a lot easier right, to make that. That's now. where it was that story. It was Lucy's where we bought... The platform shoes. The platform shoes yeah. that we built to make the KISS platform. Right. Yeah. And, the, and part of the reason why that store had... Of course, you know, like now a lot of that kind of stuff is a lot easier to find. Back then... 
the reason why that store had so much great stock is that she would drive, she would travel the country buying warehouses of new old stock of old platform shoes that nobody wanted. She would buy old costume shops that were closing. She would buy, she would buy everything they had. Like she, she had, once that store became successful, at renting old, ugly 70s clothes, you know, I mean, that's kind of how it started. She yeah. she was able to just go buy, you know, a small warehouse full of old clothes and just turn, you know, that, like, when I said 8,000 square feet full of merchandise, I wasn't exaggerating. Oh, yeah, it's like you can barely move in there. Yeah, it was... And it's, everything is fabulous. yeah. And it was, you know, and, and that was just the stuff that was out on the floor. I mean, we had, there, there was a lot of the stuff in there that we had multiples of. And we had like, she, there was a house, people didn't know it. There was a house behind the store that was filled with more merchandise. Toy stuff. You know. And I do remember when I first went to Guatemala um, you know, when I was, I had all that extra stuff I hadn't sold from you and doing the booths and everything. Right. She bought, I think she bought all of it. Oh, all those custom pieces that you had made. Yeah. Yeah. She brought the shirts, the case. She, I think she, I think they bought all of it. Oh yeah. And I remember that. I wonder if any of, I mean, probably not. God, that was 25 years ago. Oh, if, if some of it's still there? 30 years ago. I wonder if any of my stuff is still there in that store that I made. You know, it's possible because I'm sure a lot of it got rented. And so it probably, mm-hmm. it's possible because they tried really hard to not sell things because they wanted to keep it around. Because every time they sold something, they'd have to get another one to replace it. I mean, they had a lot of, one of the things I loved, uh, my friend June, uh, who was a brilliant, brilliant costumer, she, uh, she's a, she's like, you know, she's a, a great Rennie from way back and she worked in the costume department. She helped uh, design these amazing Renaissance costumes that were, and the, the women's ones were designed in such a way that they basically were adjustable that almost any size woman could wear them. See, that's amazing. But what was weird, and and we priced them at like $1,000 because we didn't want mm-hmm. anyone to ever buy them. And she designed, she made like every woman's dress had a man's costume that matched it for the idea that like couples could rent them together and, and have like a matching, like a king and queen or whatever, like idea. And... We never, ever wanted those to sell. But I remember one day someone loved, they rented it to, they rented it to go to the, to the Ren fair. And they, and when, instead of returning it, they were like, I love this dress so much. I want to buy it. And they, they were like, keep the, keep the rest of my deposit. I've decided I want to keep it. Uh, and it was like, awesome. well, wouldn't you just rather pay a hell of a lot less money and just have someone custom make you a Renaissance dress? Because that dress is not made, made for you. I know. Then. But but there's a lot of people who just don't, they don't know you can just have a dress made for you. 
You could just take pictures of that dress and go to a seamstress and say, can you make me this dress? And they'd say, sure. And it'd cost a hell of a lot less than a thousand dollars. But anyway, but back to the store. So the store is like, you know, by the time y'all hear this, the store will probably be mostly empty. And it's really sad. And I'm going to really, the first time I drive down Congress Avenue and that storefront isn't there, because that's another thing. It's an iconic storefront, like Half of, oh, yeah. half of and the storefront is half of the storefront is zebra striped and the other half is like multicolored confetti and they in more recent years uh, a local uh, fiberglass artist had started making these beautiful fiberglass sculptures to kind of supplement you know, famous local stores. And he made a zebra dressed as Carmen Miranda to sit on oh. the roof of, of Lucy in disguise. And there's a part of me that kind of hopes that no matter what else moves in there, that maybe that zebra will get to stay because it's such an, it's such a fucking local oh. landmark. You know, my theory is you're going to get some yuppie, stupid, professional, sort of gentrified business that's going to go in there. But they're going to leave that to be like, oh, so we're still part of the old Austin. Well, I don't, you I know. I really think that's what's going to happen. To, uh, and apparently to Because there's a lot of that shit. Well, I, I mean, South South Congress is, I mean, it's already been changing a lot. I mean, when, when Lucy's first moved in, there was still, I mean, shit, when I first worked there, there was still a porno theater, an actively working porno theater down the street. There was still hookers. I miss the hookers on South Congress. I wonder, I wonder, there's one in particular I used to see every day. The one with the knee pads. The one who just walked around wearing knee pads every day. I miss her. But, you know, it's just, it's another, another great Austin icon disappearing. And I'm, I'm going to be so damn sad when, you know, when it's gone. But I, I, I keep thinking about, oh, I should go down there. But I don't think I can because I think it'll upset me too much. You know, I have yeah. way too many great memories in there and I don't want anything to tarnish. I just want to pretend like it's still there. In my mind, it will never go away. So, you know, I lift my Diet Coke to you, Lucy in Disguise with Diamonds, you awesome, yes. awesome store. Yes. And I feel so sad that I can't tell people to just go there because by the time y'all hear this, it'll be mostly gone. But I will always have more stories to tell about that fucking amazing place. Uh, the Bitchin' Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they can plan out their yes. shows. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get, get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. So I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptics. I can't do it now. I can't speak. Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitching boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to say? 
Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in the next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> Guys. Yes, what? I don't know if you remember, but there is a Verity Noslin story related to Lucy in Disguise. Oh my god, oh I don't know. I don't know if I remember that. How exciting. Well, it's related to... You know you what? Know, the... We haven't used Verity's theme song in a while. I'm going to play Verity's <laughs> theme song. Oh my god, it's been forever. That'll make Angie happy. <laughs> <laughs> The world according to Verity. Yeah, because we haven't talked about Verity in a long time. I mean, we usually just sort of mention her, but we don't do like an actual Verity story. So let's, yeah, let's, how, how, how formal. I'm uh, excited. But, is, but you know, if you remember, this is related to, you know, the endless, endless, and you know, all the years that I knew her, she was always on the job hunt. Well, yeah, because she couldn't hold down a job for very long because of the menses or whatever, you know. Oh, yes. So many reasons why she couldn't work. You know, so I'm trying to think if this was before or after she was escorted outside of Toys R Us by security in tears because she got fired. Oh, God. I think this was after that, but I'm not sure. I mean, how do you get fired from Toys R Us within a month of working there? If I wasn't Toys R Us the one that she she kept not going to work because she was always having her period, wasn't that Toys R Us? It could have been because that was the first job that she had gotten in Austin, right? And she was continuously, yeah, not going in. Or, but anyway, but I, I mean, just I had terrible that, periods. I mean, I you know, yeah. I understand that, but she kind of somehow always had her period. <laughs> oh, you know, and it was never her period, you know, it was her monthly flow. Her monthly flow, yes. And it was, you know, of course, said very furtively while looking down. Yes. You know? <laughs> she was very ashamed of her monthly flow. But anyway, when she was, <laughs> you know, on the second job hunt, as it were. Right. She had gone to apply at Lucy's. Oh, God. And I remember... I don't remember how we talked about it. I think I told you that she had applied there because she she told me, or I think I told her to apply there because really that would have been a perfect job for her. Really, yeah. Um, I mean, she there's a lot of there was a lot of rules to working there, and she might not have been able to follow the rules, but yeah. But I think she would have done really well working there. But anyway. I I don't remember the chain of events, but I guess she would said told a friend to like look for her resume or something, just to kind of like do her a favor to see if they would in- interview her or something like that. And when your friend found the resume, she said something to the effect of, "Oh yes, I remember her because I got this really weird resume covered with fan stickers." And I remembered this really weird, crazy-looking woman coming in looking disheveled and shoeless. (laughs) Which is sad, 
But when you consider the source, it's kind of funny and not so sad. Oh, God. Do you remember that now? Oh, God. God, you'd think I, I would remember that. And I remember the resume, and I remember she had all these stickers, like, along lengthwise were these round stickers, and it was like, I don't know, the Power Rangers or something. Oh, God. That she used for, you know, special resumes for, like, you know, fanish kind of shops or costume shops, I guess. She felt like the fan stickers would give, you know, put her a cut above in the geek world and that would get her a job. Oh, absolutely. But combined with children's stickers on a resume and being I disheveled mean, and shoeless after she got off the bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever she was going to wear was going to be odd because she sort of, you know, head to toe polyester and everything. But but still, the, the shoeless, that's, oh God. And shoeless was not going to go over well because the owner, as brilliant as the owner was, the owner had a very, very specific, I don't ever want to see your toes policy. Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, no open-toed shoes ever. Not for safety purposes, but because she did, she really did not want to see anyone's toes. <laughs> that's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, th she had a lot of rules about how we how we were to dress. Whether she was ever in the store or not, we had to dress following her rules. Oh. That would have been one of the th reasons why Verity would have had an issue working there. But yeah, oh my oh, god, though. But yeah, oh my god, disheveled and shoeless. But <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, is it sad? Yes. Does it sound cruel to laugh about it? Yes, but... But when you consider all of the history and all uh, of the frustration I dealt with trying to help this woman. Yes. With her parents even trying to help me help her. Yes. For her to pull that shit at the time, it, it is funny now. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, my but that Lord. that is the Verity Noslin story. Oh, Verity. And did she get an interview? No. No, Because no. they thought she was insane. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's no way. They, would, they wouldn't have even... They would have pretended like they didn't see her. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm as, I'm as unprofessional as they come. And I would... If I was hiring for a geeky fan place, if I ran one, I would hire pretty much a bunch of misfits on purpose. Oh, but that place I was would've... the perfect place for misfits. I mean, oh, I yeah. was the only person there. I mean, I have turquoise hair now, but I used to, I mean, there was like me and one other person and we used to talk about, well, we're the only ones here who don't have purple hair. Yeah. You know, it, it was like everyone's hair was dyed a weird color. Everyone had a million piercings and tattoos. Everyone, I mean, it was the place. And this, you know, Austin is filled with, Places where people who can't work anywhere else can work. And, and Lucy's was one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But even I would have ran from an adult woman who was giving me a resume that was covered with Power Rangers stickers. That's pretty fucking weird. Well, there's, there's having a personal style and being quirky and there's being... Oh, she's nuts. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we are very, I mean, obviously we are very, you know, mental health positive, but some people are just fucking nuts. Yeah, and unfortunately at that period in her life, that was indeed the case. Yes. You know. But on that note, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Somebody should go as Verity Noslin for Halloween, and they should be disheveled and shoeless, carrying a carrying some mac and cheese with no herbs in it, and <laughs> they should take a picture and send it to us. Yeah, polyester, polyester, high, high collar, high neck, yes, long sleeve with polyester pants, greasy hair, greasy long greasy hair tucked behind the ears. Yeah, go completely method. Don't bathe for as long as you can stand it. Look like a mouse. <laughs> oh my God. God bless her. Uh. <laughs> anyway, we may be awful, but, but we're, we're right. right. <laughs>